0: Hey folks, if you've been tuning in over the last couple of months, you've heard all about the Game Time app and how it can save you some serious cash on last minute tickets to sports, concerts, all types of shows. Game Time app has so many great features. It's got great deals on upcoming games. It's got a great selection. The checkout is easy to taps. I checked it out when I got some pro wrestling tickets recently. If you're still looking for tickets for the Pinstripe Bowl, Game Time is where you want to go. And now Game Time is hooking you up for the holidays with a $10 credit. Here's what to do, just download the GameTime app in the Google Player App Store, click on the My Tickets section of the app, create an account, and under the Billings section, redeem the code The Athletic. That's one word, that's The Athletic, one word, for $10 off your first purchase. That's free money, people. Credit is only available to the first 1,000 people who redeem this code, and it expires at the end of the year. December 31st so make moves quick and score last minute tickets with game time oh they'll fake it Bates throws it he's got him wide open he's got Charlie Gant inside the 10 he can walk in Spartans win touchdown MSU Wow, he has trouble with the snap, and the ball is free! It's picked up by Michigan
1: State's Jalen Watts-Jackson, and he scores on the last play of the game! Unbelievable!
0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Green and White Noise. My name is Chris Vanini, I'm joined by Colton Pouncy. We are your hosts. It's time to talk Michigan State football. Wake Forest and Christmas movies. Uh, reminder to folks, if you haven't checked it out, we have the All-Decade Michigan State Podcast from a few weeks back with Joe Rexroad. Go check that out. Uh, a lot of great reminiscing about Michigan State football over the past decade as this as the 2010s come to a close. But for now, we're here to talk Pinstripe Bowl. Colton, how's it going?
1: Pretty good. Uh, I'm in Chicago right now. I still need to go Christmas shopping um very much dude it's dude it's the 23rd i know i'm very much a last minute shopper so (laughs) i'll probably take care of that as soon as we hop off but i'm doing well
0: yeah and and, uh listeners didn't know this but we uh tried to have colton's family on uh (laughs) producer mike and i tried to get him on because colton was around his family right before we started recording uh, we pushed his back so his family could get out of the house. So, uh, if you wanted to hear Colton's family doing the birthday song to him, or his or his mother singing Christmas songs, uh, uh, we will not have that, and you can uh, blame Colton for that. I'm so but, sorry. Uh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. How how is everything in Chicago?
1: It's good. Um, yeah, we we have five people in a two bedroom apartment in a high rise in Chicago, so it gets a little crowded on the holidays. But uh, no, it's good. It's good to see everyone.
0: Good stuff what's the temperature right there
1: um that's a good question i want to say
0: let me see it's like 70 degrees right now in dallas it's
1: actually not bad it's 45 right now
0: oh it's not too bad yeah yeah i've never had a christmas this warm so okay it's been interesting but we're here to talk football we're here to talk wake forest we promised we would hold off the wake forest preview until right before the game and that is what we we're doing so if you don't know anything about wake forest here's a quick rundown everything kind of runs through quarterback jamie newman He's completing 62% of his passes for about 2,700 yards, 8.1 yards per attempt, 23 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. He's also the leading uh, rusher on the team in terms of attempts, 163 rushes, but only three point yards, 3.0 yards per carry, six touchdowns. Uh, he's dealing with a leg injury, but he's expected to play. At six foot four, 230 pounds, he is a tough guy to bring down. Uh, running backs—they kind of split it. Uh, Cade Carney leads the team with with 556 rushing yards, but he's only at 3.9 yards per attempt. Kenneth Walker, 6.2 yards per attempt on only 90 carries. They've got some good receivers. Kendall Hinton, 953 yards on 70 catches. And Sage Surratt with over 1,000 yards, probably one of the best receivers in the ACC, but he's not playing. He's out for the season with a shoulder injury. He's missed the last three games. So Wake Forest will be down a key offensive weapon. They're about they're about maybe fifty five forty five when it comes to run pass ratio. Um, they're they're much better at passing eight point one yards per pass compared to three point eight yards per carry. Number thirty eight in scoring offense. Defensively, they're a little below average. Number seventy eight in scoring, sixty five in rush defense, seventy six in pass defense. Above average in tackles for loss. Pretty good in takeaways with 23 15th in the country. Uh, probably also most notable special teams. Their kicker, Nick Skiba, 24 for 25 on the year. Uh, although he has not attempted any kicks longer than 50 yards, he was 5 for 6 uh, from 40-plus. And he had an NCAA record. He broke the record and reached 32 straight field goals. Going back to last year, that was a new NCAA record. Wow. So he's been very consistent, just not often from a very far distance, but still notable. Initial thoughts on this team. Me, is that they they don't really do anything spectacular, um, except for they've had two, now one, good receivers, and a very reliable kicker. But uh, the, the quick rundown is just, you know, when I look at this team, there's nothing that jumps out as, like, this is the, the certain thing that MSU has to stop or, or go after and whatnot. Uh, Colton, you're obviously working on preview stuff with the game coming up this week, uh, which I guess we should say the game is on Friday, the 27th. Um, what, uh, w- what's your takeaway on, on Wake Forest right now?
1: Uh, yeah, just watching some highlights and, and some games on YouTube that are there. I think Jamie Newman is a really good, underrated quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, he kind of lets plays develop in front of him. There was a really good deep ball. Um, seems to make all the right decisions in their RPO scheme. Which you know, for anyone who hasn't seen this Wake Forest offense, my guess is you watch this game and come away wanting to steal Wake's offensive staff because <laughs> they do, they do some real interesting things and they, they do it without a ton of talent. Um, it's helped them right. get the number twelve offense in the country. Um, so basically, they run this extremely up tempo RPO heavy offense. Um, but what they do is when, when the ball snap and the decision needs to be made. Newman will essentially hold on to the ball to the very last second, so it's sort of delayed. Like, he'll take a few steps with the running back towards the line of scrimmage before deciding to hand off, throw it, or keep it himself. Um, and it kind of throws the defense out of whack. Uh, it's extremely effective for Wake, and they don't ask their offensive line to do too much either. So, uh, But Newman is the guy that makes this offense go, and it's a lot of fun. I'm kind of excited to see that.
0: Yeah, so you mentioned their number 12 in offense. And it's interesting. They're number twelve when it comes to total yards per game, mm-hmm. at 473 yards per game. But they're only I think number 38 in scoring. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are. They they have run the fifth most plays in the country, and that's despite playing only 12 games, fewer than all the teams ahead of them. Mm-hmm. I would need to do a little bit of math, but they are, if not number one, they are number two, in what looks like the the most plays per game. I think they're first. Yeah, which would mean a very, very high tempo. Um, So the the, the raw numbers are up there. The the, the yards per play number are are not quite there, but that's something MSU will have to keep an eye on as well is uh, uh, rotations and guys getting tired and whatnot because they are going to run a lot of plays in a short uh, amount of time. Um, Keys to this game... To to me, I look at uh, two things. Explosive plays, which has been a problem, and field goal kicking. MSU is is 123rd in the country in plays of 30-plus yards. Offensively, Wake is number 46. MSU's defense, though, is uh, uh, number 24 in yards of 30-plus allowed, so pretty good, while Wake is number 61, so about average. Um, So it's a game I I don't expect – I don't expect a ton of numbers, so uh, explosive plays could be a thing. And then field goal kicking, obviously MSU has been very unreliable, that position, while Wake Forest has been uh, very reliable. If MSU misses a field goal or two, um, could be the difference. So I I look at um, terms of keys to victory, explosive plays and and field goal kicking are, are two things I'm going to be looking at.
1: For me, I think the MSU defense needs to get off the field, and I think the MSU offense needs to string together long drives. The reason I say that, we mentioned this earlier, but Wake Forest, I think they're first in the country in place per game. 83.7, I think, is the number I have. Um, so we've seen the defense tire out in certain situations, especially in the second half of games. Um,
0: and on long drives. They, they, they right. Usually when they uh, – there have been drives where they've been worn down.
1: Right. So, like, they can't afford, you know, an offsides penalty on third down when they get a stop or something along those lines that would extend a drive that had no business being extended. Um and, and also, this goes hand-in-hand hand with the MSU offense because they can't go three and out every other possession. <laughs> Obviously, that's sound advice for any game, but when you're playing, you know, a defense, when your defense is going to, up against an offense that just kind of fires off plays with the way that Wake does, it's even more important to see those that MSU offense string together long drives and, you know, keep the defense rested on the sidelines as long as possible. So I think it's all going to be about how they manage these, you know, 83 yards per game for Wake Forest. I think it's how you manage that offensively and defensively for MSU.
0: So it's a bowl game. It's not a must win by any means. It's it's an exhibition affair. So let's let's turn this to what you want to see from MSU. Uh, obviously, MSU fans are going to want to see a win and everything. But I think more importantly. Um, what this could say about the mindset of the team, what it could say about the team moving forward. What are the things you want to see? I I look at two things. One, we've talked about it over the last couple weeks, meaningful snaps for a backup quarterback. Or two, maybe that's Rocky Lombardi coming in in the second quarter or something like that. Or maybe Peyton Thorne gets a look or or something like that. Or or Theo Day. Um, I want to see – I think MSU fans are going to want to see – Reasons to be excited about next year and if there are offensive staff changes coming, we'll find out after this game, but more more than the scheme or anything like that, I think MSU fans want to feel like, hey, you know, maybe there's a quarterback that we can look forward to uh, next year. We haven't really seen it much. Rocky Lombardi's only been in a handful of times, came in in the blowout, lost to Penn State, uh, went in against Rutgers, but only handed off the ball. Um, there just has not been a lot of time. There, MSU's not been in games where it blew out an opponent and was able to put a quarterback in. So, D'Antonio has done this before. I, I remember Kirk Cousins got a, a series in the Capital One Bowl in 2008 or 2009, but the 2008 season uh, against Matt Stafford's Georgia team. He's done that. He he he's the, he, you know he's done this before in certain situations. So, I want to see if if uh, they're going to have a another quarterback in and also what's the effort level we have i have uh, admonished the effort level recently especially against maryland when your season was on the line um is msu going to come into this game energetic fired up and focused or are they not because it's an exhibition and some of the coaches are probably leaving and a bunch of these guys are graduating i don't know it, it's not the most important thing because again it is just an exhibition game and and whatnot but um you know, does the team look locked in You are they gonna play a backup quarterback?
1: Yeah, I think I think what you were alluding to is 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 hope, right? <laughs> you wanna see you wanna yeah. be hopeful in something for twenty twenty, and you mentioned that. It's like there's not a ton that you can look towards this team and, and, and say that, you know. Um the quarterback is obviously the the first thing everyone will look to, but I'm not sure if this is gonna be a game that you can slide one of those quarterbacks in. Maybe you know a second quarter rocky lombardi snap or series or something like that it de- yeah it,
0: de- it depends if you're playing to win the game or not because right. i think D'Antonio was kind of asked about that recently yeah and, and he he basically was like whatever's gonna win us a game yeah and i don't know if that's the best idea but yeah i'm not paid to i'm not paid to win games
1: right um so besides that you know when teams are bad it's typically not a fun season in general but this team just hasn't been all that fun to watch, you know, No, like the offense has had its issues. The stout defense we saw last year is taking a step back. So that's not even there anymore. So I think I just want to watch a game where I'm sitting there and thinking I'm not, I'm not sitting there and thinking what is happening right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but like, we haven't seen a ton of trick plays even like, I think you can get away with the, some of that in a bowl game. Like, some creative plays that might've been your back pocket all season that you're waiting to break out in a competitive game. that just wasn't there. Like let's dive into the bag of tricks and pull out a few things, make this interesting and make it a fun game for the people to watch.
0: Your sweatpants are on for the day, but you're sick of microwaved leftovers and frozen pizza. Enter DoorDash restaurant quality food with a living room dress code. DoorDash connects you to your favorite restaurants in your city. Ordering is easy. Just open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat and your food will be delivered to you wherever you are. With door to door delivery in all 50 states in Canada, order from your local go to's or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, Chick fil A, Cheesecake Factory. I like using it for the Pancheros that uh, recently opened up nearby. Uh, right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code GREEN. That's right, we got the promo code GREEN, like save money. Very easy to remember. Five dollars off your first order when you download the Doordash app from the App Store and enter the promo code Green. Promo code Green for five dollars off your first order from Doordash. Yeah, that it, it gets some energy because it's probably going to be cold. The temperature looks like it's in the mid forties. Colton, reminder: this is an open air press box, Ugh. so I hope you are bringing a knit hat and everything and getting bundled up because stories from Nicole Flowerback when she covered it a couple years ago. Uh, Do not make it sound fun. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I'm not too excited.
0: (laughs) So at least, so at least make it, so at least make it fun to watch. Yeah, that's all I ask. So, all right. So, so what do we expect? You know, what do we expect to see? How do we think this will play out? Uh, I expect an ugly, low-scoring game where an explosive play or two or a turnover two might be the difference. I, I don't expect these teams to go up and down the field in the cold and, and everything, um, MSU will try to I, – I don't expect MSU to look all that differently offensively. They're not going to be changing up schemes and whatnot. I expect to see what we've typically seen, and I expect probably the defense will play pretty well and it'll come down to the end.
1: Yeah, so I expect the defense to struggle with, with this Wake offense. Um, they usually struggle against up-tempo teams – but when you factor in RPO and triple option things that Wake does and Newman's ability to run and hit the deep ball, you know, we talked about the secondary and how they, you know, they can give up explosive plays from now, now and then. So mm-hmm. I just feel like Wake's going to hit on, on more of those than people think. Um, I think it's an offense that MC hasn't really seen this specific type of offense and it might throw them out of whack a little bit. Um, I don't know. Wake is not the most talented team and the ACC is not the strongest conference, but you know, I just – I think MSU will struggle a little bit. And if they give up some points, I'm not sure the offense is, is fit to, you know, win a shootout or anything like that. Um, so, you know, I'm not sure if they'll be able to keep up. So, I, I, I expect some struggles for off, for MSU in this, in this game.
0: Yeah, this is one of the best teams in the ACC. I mean, they lost in overtime in their final game to Syracuse in a weird uh, – just kind of a weird game. Had they won that, they'd be 9-3 and three coming into this game. Mm-hmm. Um which makes it surprising to me that MSU is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, me too. With with the over-under of 49, which makes more sense. But um, let's go with picks. What do you got?
1: You know, I was going back and forth on this, but I'm going Wake Forest is going to win, and I have them winning
0: 27-17. And you kind of just explained why you think, it, you think they're going to get a – Uh, you think the tempo is going to kind of wear down the MSU defense? Yeah.
1: You know, like I think back to Utah state last year and that was, Mm -hmm. that was with last year's defense with Justin Lane and Kari Willis and those guys, Joe Bocce, even like those guys aren't around and they, they struggled against those teams in the past. So I don't know. I just look at what Michigan did. I know Michigan is, has some talent, obviously, but I don't know. They seem to struggle with up-tempo and RPO. And I think this is like the perfect combination, perfect storm for something to go wrong. Um, so I'm not expecting MSU to win this game. Unfortunately for our listeners,
0: that's a very good case. I actually initially had Wake, but since you picked Wake, I'm just gonna change it just for the sake of changing it. <laughs> you can keep I'll it. I'll say
1: you don't have to change. I'll
0: say, I, I, I I think it's gonna be close either way. So I, yeah. I I say MSU wins 17-10. I think the defense with a lot of those guys in their last game uh, puts enough together. The offense puts enough together. 17-10 ugly, cold game that hopefully gets over quickly uh, for everybody. And then MSU will head into an off-season of uncertainty Mm -hmm. with changes all over the board, which we'll get into after that, looking ahead. Um, So that's the Pinstripe Bowl. The game is at... I had it right here. The game is at 3.20 Friday ESPN. Colton, are you looking forward to... Getting back into Rutgers territory in New York.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it should be fun. Um, Actually, one of my best friends from Chicago is going to be in uh, Newark around that time. He said he's going to come up to Brooklyn, so we'll probably hang out for a day, so that'd be cool. Um, Yeah,
0: everybody go check out Find Colton's Friends and (laughs) stay at their places as we recommended in the past. Mm -hmm. So, Let's move... Let's wrap this up with something fun. Something that's probably going to be more fun than that football game, and that is Christmas <laughs> movies. It's We're two days away from Christmas. I promised a couple weeks ago that we were going to talk about Christmas movies because I have uh, strong feelings about certain Christmas movies that other people do not agree with me on. Okay. So based on – okay, so I'm going to go first because yours kind of play into mine. Okay. I got to me. I have two. I have two Christmas movies that stand out above the rest, and a lot of it is childhood nostalgia and whatnot. I'm not here to be a movie critic, but Jingle All the Way is is number one. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sinbad, Jake Lloyd, Turbo Man. I just I watch that every year. <laughs> I find it absolutely hilarious. Sinbad is incredible in that movie. One of the funniest. Honestly, one of the funniest performances in any movie. I just, I'm always quoting that. My brother and I are quoting that all the time. I I, I, I think it holds up in a sense that uh, there are certain things that everybody wants and not everybody can get it. And it creates a a mad dash. And obviously you're, you're not going to the store. You're generally ordering off of Amazon or something. But great movie. Jingle all the way. Just, I love it. And The Santa Claus with Tim Allen. He of... A fellow Sehome High School Maple Tim Allen. I this is a movie that is very nostalgic. Think about it as a kid. It's a fun story. It's a fun adventure. Um, I, I always like to do the, the the dance when they're getting ready at the end and they're walking and the guitar is riffing and stuff like that. I don't know. I love that movie. So how about what about you? What are your what are your favorite Christmas movies? Well,
1: first of all, do you think we need a Jingle All the Way reboot? maybe factor in Amazon somehow.
0: <laughs> so, well, they actually made recently a jingle all the way 2 because really? of all things, I think WWE Studios I think bought the rights to that or something and they made a jingle all the way 2. Okay. But it's not it doesn't have Arnold Schwarzenegger. I haven't seen it. I don't exactly know what it's about, but I do remember a couple of years ago WWE promoting that they made Jingle All the Way 2, which is weird. Because WWE wrestler The Big Show is in Jingle All the Way one, he is the big mm. giant Santa mm-hmm. at the at the thing, and uh, I don't think he's in the sequel.
1: Okay,
0: I didn't see it, but from what I looked up, it didn't look like he was in it, which is weird. But interesting. I I, I don't want a reboot of this because you're not going to be able to, you're not going to be able to, to to bring back what Arnold Schwarzenegger and sinbad had there they were just I don't know. they were just yeah. they played great off of each other i i, I think it's a very very underrated christian movie i okay. found it hilarious
1: okay um well for, i love the santa claus like the entire trilogy actually the third one was kind of bad but <laughs> i like the first two uh, so
0: i haven't so i haven't seen I, i'm sorry i don't mean two, but i just wanted to say i haven't actually seen two and three okay so you you're saying two's pretty good
1: i like two yeah that's the one where you know, spoiler alert! This movie's been out for years now,
0: but I haven't seen it. Don't, don't like spoil what ah. happens, but you can tell me what it's about. I know this is this is wrong of me to say this because <laughs> it's literally been out for a long, long time. But I actually do plan on watching it because it's on Disney Plus, and uh, I I want to watch two and three coming up here soon. But you... I actually have not yet. Okay. But wh- so like, right. what is it about?
1: Uh, well, yeah, you should absolutely watch it, both of them actually. Um, so Santa needs to find a woman in his life. And, uh, yeah, it's, I don't know if I can go any more in depth without giving away the movie, but that's basically, uh, the premise of the movie. And it's, it's actually really so, good. I think it's, it's not as good as the first, but I think it's pretty solid. Um, yeah.
0: I heard from my brother that three is bad.
1: Yeah. The third one. I mean, we could talk about that. It's like Jack Frost is a, as a main character and he tries to take over Christmas. I'll leave it at that. Oh, yeah. you shouldn't be doing that. No shouldn't um so i like those movies um my brother so so
0: you're a santa so you're a santa claus one guy though you're with me on that
1: yeah yeah i was saying two for the sake of
0: uh, yeah sure sure but that's good that's interesting because i I get a lot of pushback on that one as well
1: so like i don't understand why there's pushback at all i thought those movies were pretty well done um thank you but so another thing a fun fact when i first watched these movies i mean i was really young especially the first santa claus but for the longest time I thought Claus, as in Santa Claus, had an E at the end of it.
0: <laughs>
1: because of this movie.
0: I did not pick up on that until very recently, yeah. I will admit.
1: I was like, I did, it took me so long to realize the pun in the title. Yeah, I, like, I oh. did. Yeah, totally. Yep, yep. So, I never got I, that. I am with you. Yeah. Um, but I like those with movies. Um, my brother and I, we try to watch The Polar Express every year. I don't know how that became a thing. One time we just, like, sitting... Like, Especially in my parents' place now, like my brother and I share a room. Whenever we come home, it's a room with like two twin beds, and so there's one TV, and we're always like cooped up in here. So we try to watch a movie. Um, so that became a thing, like in recent years. So we, we watch The Polar Express, and that's a good movie. Um,
0: yeah, a lot of these, a lot of these feelings about Christmas movies are often not necessarily about the movies themselves, but but about uh, the memories that they bring up.
1: Right, right, and I think. One underrated movie that's probably not on anyone's list is Last Holiday with, <laughs> <laughs> with Queen Latifah and Ella Cool J. I think that's, I, I really like that movie for some reason. I watched it when I was younger. We had the DVD, so I, I watched it a lot, like over the years. But no, uh, it's a good movie. I think it's underrated.
0: I, I've not seen it. What is it about?
1: So Queen Latifah works at some, like, shopping department store or something like that. And she's told she has two weeks left to live. Um, Whoa. Yeah she goes to the doctor it was like a routine checkup and then she's told she has a couple weeks to live so obviously you know life shattering news so what she does instead of like moping around her house she takes out her entire life savings goes to like Europe or something and wants to like live out the rest of her life just like you know balling out basically yeah, um so I would too It's a good movie uh there's a plot twist at the end that I won't give away in case anyone wants to go see it but uh now, I'm a big fan of that. And I think no one really talks about that, but uh, I like that movie.
0: Good. Be proud of the Christmas movies that you like. Do not uh, do not cower from Twitter shame. Yeah. When people say that your movie opinions are bad, they're yours. <laughs> I'm very proud of mine.
1: Did you like Star Wars? You went to see it, right?
0: I won't spoil it for anybody because I'm I'm sure. Uh, and people have not listened to it i absolutely loved it every minute of it i i have been stunned to see a mixed bag of reviews
1: what so like i wasn't a huge i watched every star wars movie i'm not i wouldn't consider myself like a huge star wars fan but like i I like seeing the movies and everything are people like upset at the the writing or like the it's casting like what is it because these movies are supposed (laughs) to be like fun i feel like people like looking at them too seriously i don't know
0: well, I'm sensing a trend. Is, a lot of it has to do with Last Jedi, which was very polarizing. Um, there were a lot of t- uh, toxic fans who, who made that worse, but I, I didn't like Last Jedi for just basic plot reasons. So okay. I thought it was was dumb. Right. Um, didn't make sense. And a lot of the people who liked Last Jedi, because it was, a, it was very different, it wasn't like a typical Star Wars movie, they in many ways seem upset that Rise of Skywalker is more of a typical Star Wars movie, I guess. Okay. I guess the idea that it was going in a different direction and then it's actually not—it's it, going—it's it, closing out the way it kind of always has been. That's the sense I get reading the reviews, um, which I don't know. I, like I, I like I was talking with Tori McEleny and David Oven, our colleagues about it. Mm-hmm. We all loved it, so okay. I, I plan to go see it multiple times again. Um, yeah. maybe on second, third viewing, I'll feel differently, but I didn't like the past handful of Star Wars movies on, on first view, um, so, then liked them more as I watched it again. So I, I, I'll see how it is second time, but I absolutely loved it oh, that's, the first time I watched it. Is it,
1: is it like fan Is that what people are upset about it?
0: That's what people are saying, but I think the phrase fan service has kind of lost all meaning. The fan service does not mean give people what they want or what they usually like fan services like easter eggs and stuff like that so there are a little pieces of fan service but i do not at all think the movie is fan service i think the movie attempted to put a, it just it's jam-packed to it try to fit everything in there and the pacing is a bit off uh, i agree with that it's just it's very fast but man i did not want to get up from my seat i had to go to the bathroom at one point i had to run out to get back in
1: Okay. because I,
0: ha- I was just having really really fun time watching it so i hope other people who watch it have fun i've seen some people who don't like it and um i don't know surprising to me but uh, mm-hmm. i really enjoyed it cool and uh i need to go see it you so you haven't seen it no not yet okay yeah i would uh yeah let me know what you think when you do because I, I really liked it oh cool and i'm definitely gonna see it again so uh closing here on uh Football back again. Colton, what do you have coming out this week uh, that readers should check out on The Athletic?
1: Yeah, so I have a story um, just talking about the players who can most benefit from bowl practices. Um, you probably know a few of the names. We talked about them, like Peyton Thorne and Theo Day. But I also think a guy like Jalen Hunt, who was a late add to uh, the 2019 class, and technically might be part of the 2020 class. I'm not sure how they exactly dealt with his scholarship since he came in like August. But um, he's a guy from Belleville along with Devontae Dobbs and – uh, Julian Barnett, so those guys are pretty talented um, He's a defensive tackle And there's going to be an opening there next year So I think he'll probably find himself competing For a spot there, at least in the rotation uh, Mark D'Antonio said he's Sort of on the cusp of breaking out So I think uh, he's a guy that MSU fans Should get to know a little bit um, So I'll have a few more names in there um, There'll be a press conference For the Pinstripe Bowl on the 26th So i probably have some takeaways from that or something like that So um, yeah, love some things
0: Yes, Colton will be in New York for Christmas-ish, just like all the romantic comedies i yeah. have <laughs> ever seen. Uh, so check that out. Check what Colton's got out this week. Check uh, what he will have from the game. right of the game is Friday, 3.20 ESPN, Wake Forest. And that'll do it here. Please rate, review, subscribe, give us feedback on Twitter. Tweet at us your favorite Christmas movies and if you also agree with us on our Christmas movie takes, we would love to hear them. Colton Pouncy, I'm Chris Vanini. Thanks to our producer, Mike Zimmerman. Shout out to the road dog, Jesse James. Remember, you can always count on Turbo Man because it's Turbo time.